Okay. Happy, happy summer. <laughs> happy summer. It's hot. <laughs> it's you, you can see me glistening. It's it's the the glow, the ladies' glow that you apparently now have inherited. <laughs> Absolutely. We don't we have some a few room air conditioners. Actually, I dropped one of the air conditioners out the window the other day and it's no longer functional. My wife is not happy with me. <laughs> I feel like all of us has almost done it, but I guess you just had to push it over the edge. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, you know, I've we've anyway. I don't think I've ever done that. I've come close a few times, but I've caught them. You know, they're, they're the little cheapy ones. You don't have like these yeah. giant whole house window <laughs> unit things. Yeah. But anyway, it's like we're in central New York, so for the most part, it doesn't get too hot. But it's been a warmer summer than usual. Come on but down to Virginia. We are humid and toasty. <laughs> uh, I, listen, I grew up in D.C., so I'll no, take, you can't say I'll take humidity Western there. Virginia humidity <laughs> and, yeah. and uh, trade it with the city built on a swamp any day. God, those were, Sorry, uh, D.C. people. <laughs> my, my, well, that's the truth. I lived there. I was born there. I'm a D.C.E.N. or whatever they call them, literally in the District of Columbia, not in Rockville, mm -hmm. Not in Vienna, not outside, in the city. So in the swamp. Wait, that. Never mind. We can't say that anymore. <laughs> well, that's. I'm not talking about the political swamp. I'm talking about the. It's <laughs> a lot of metaphors going on here, people. We'll just slide that, right past that. Levels. All right. <laughs> hey, the big news on our farm is we got a beehive. That's so cool. We're so excited about it, and oh. so I'm gonna crack the hive tomorrow and have a look inside and see how they're doing so we, we have five frames where it came yes. one with full honey and the other with brood and so they are either hatching or should be hatching pretty soon and so you have your full they're, outfit they're, and everything like i got like long leather gloves and the doofy wow. hat um but I'll just so if we jeans. see you next week and have some injuries we'll know what happened somebody didn't yeah. want to buy the full suit <laughs> cheap <laughs> it's true. It's we'll cross our fingers true. for you. <laughs> Thank you. I'll let you know how it goes. Yeah. This week we have, meanwhile, back in the world of Lyme disease. Well, some people do the 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 bee thing, right? The mm -hmm. bee venom therapy. I've interviewed. A yeah, I, I got a good sting that. yesterday, and I was like, oh man, that's, I hope it's going after my Lyme. This is good. I will. Well, you know, I think it has to be a little more intentional than that, but that was my optimism for the day. <laughs> it's it's one of those kind of homeopathic kind of things where you irritate your system in order to wake it back up. Yeah. And Lyme does suppress your immune system. You know, we're not not 100% sure of the exact mechanism, but it's pretty clear at this point that it does suppress your immune system. And if you've got mold, that's also very immune suppressive. So if you give the immune system a little kick in the rear end, all of a sudden it wakes back up and says, oh, I better be doing something. So that's that's kind of the idea behind the bee venom. And some people just absolutely swear by it. And they don't have allergic, you know, they keep an EpiPen around, so they do it safely, blah, blah, blah. Um, not my preferred method of therapy. Did you, it was a time you, commitment you, for me. I believe it's a year to two years of consistent stinging. And I was like, I just don't it, know that I'm that tough yet. Like, is it really that long? Yeah. Yeah. So just, you know, continually supporting that immune system, waking it up, providing the like anti-venom. But I was like, I just don't know that I'm that tough, but man, it seems to really work for people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that's the funny thing about treating Lyme disease. And one reason 
we're hosting, we're renewing Lime Ninja Radio, Lime Ninja Radio is to encourage you to fo- keep going and find something that works for you. Because there are a, dilly, a zillion different treatments out there at this point, and there are some really good ones. And a lot of them are pretty good, like they work more often than they don't, but there's no magic cure, right? Yeah. So don't, if you're out there and you've tried something and, you know, you planned on it and did the research and you got all your hope and put it in that hope basket and then you took it to, you know, whatever, bee venom or ozone or UV therapy or an herbal protocol or uh, hyperbaric oxygen, whatever it is, like a, a monotherapy, and it didn't work out for you, it's okay. That story, I mean, that story is the story of most people. It's like they, you know, it's kind of like getting married. You Dating sucks until it doesn't, right? Until you stop, right? So I didn't know if this was going to be try as many marriages as possible, try as no, many no, no, treatments no, no, no. as possible. Wait a second. <laughs> on, the, on the dating side, not the marriage side. Hopefully you get the marriage thing right the first time. Except if I you're my brother. Hi, calling after this yeah. episode. <laughs> My, my brother took three times to get it right, but he seems to have finally figured it out. So there you go. And maybe Lyme is just like that. You just got to marry around a little bit. <laughs> no, wait. <laughs> whatever, whatever, whatever you know. But actually, that, that is the message is don't give up hope. And our interview today is with Vivian, and she has a wonderful story. And I think she'll give you all some hope. And we're going to try a little new format today, so we may stop in between. We're going to do live reaction to the video. This, Of course, I interviewed her, but Lauren hasn't seen this before, so we'll see if Lauren gets inspired to chime in and, and comment. So here we go. Hello, Vivian. Welcome to Lime Ninja Radio. I'm so happy to hear your story and how you got into and out of Lyme disease, because it can be done. Yes, it can. My pleasure to be here. And you're coming to us from Costa Rica. I'm coming to you from wonderful Costa Rica. Like, how did you end up down there? Little sidetrack question. Uh, Yeah, Uh, when COVID was uh, going on, um, I lived in Canada at the time, had lived there most of my life, actually, but originally from Britain. We didn't really want to be a part of um, the chaos. And so we had the uh, option to move and the capabilities to do so. So we we went to America for a year um, to a very small uh, town in the peninsula in the Panhandle, and then we came here and we've settled. We've purchased property and we're um, in in the countryside, away from everyone. So it's it's a better environment for us right now. Uh, the environment of the last few years was not healthy for us. So we, we chose to, to leave, find somewhere better. I'm glad you found a happy place. Do you we want did. to stop there? Because that is so That's important, awesome. right? Like environment, like environment could be literally your home, right? Or it could be bigger as your like country and your community and your stress level. So like, let's just go there. Like environment is so key to healing, like just nip it right there. <laughs> so when did you move out to your farm? Uh, so I actually lived in a city and I got sick and I was finding that I did not have the resources to commute and take care of myself and to operate in that city. And I moved home to the country with my parents. Um, I will say environment was a struggle there because a lot of people move home with families and get a different level of stress. 
I, I didn't have city stress, but then I had the emotional stress of like being dealing with a caretaker situation, people that might not have been prepared for that. So I won't say like that's a solution, but you know, we moved to the country, slower way of life, more trees, more birds, less semi trucks outside the window. Hey, all right, mm -hmm. let's get going. Thanks for that. Now, what were you doing before you got, before you got diagnosed or before you came down with the, the symptoms of Lyme disease? Um, so I was a property, I was a vice president um, of a property management company in Canada. So um, we managed assets for uh, individuals. So commercial properties, large condominium properties. Uh, I had about 20 properties that I managed. Um, so very fast paced, uh, very aggressive environment. So it was go, go, go. And then it was, it was then that I, I got diagnosed. And so what were your symptoms that led you to, to find, to get diagnosed, to go to the doctor? What was wrong? Uh, well, I had a bullseye rash, but at the time I didn't have any symptoms. The symptoms started maybe seven to 10 days after the bullseye rash. I, I didn't know what the bullseye rash was. I had never heard of Lyme disease, so I, I didn't connect the dots until a lot later. I have to pause there. I feel like I have failed the world entirely, but at this point there are people who don't know what Lyme disease was. Like, because we talk about the lack of awareness, we don't know that a bullseye rash means Lyme. Like CDC, whoever, like this should be the standard of information, right? Like. Yeah, exactly. All right, here we go. Uh, but severe headaches were the first um, and fevers, um, uh, lots of anxiety, uh, rapid heartbeat, um just felt um maybe sinusitis flu-like symptoms um but my head there was there was so much pain in my head more so than i've ever had before um and then shortly after that was numbness in my left side tingling in my hands in my extremities in my feet and then um loss of feeling from my knee down on my left side uh, and then facial palsy, but mine was all on the left side. Um, mm, loss of balance. Um, gosh, the, the, the list goes on, but I say it really started with the severe headaches. Uh, and just, um, I would be in the moment, but then all of a sudden I would just go to the ground, not passing out a hundred percent, but close to passing out. Just, just knew I couldn't stay erect. Um, and it, that's, that's when I went to the doctors. I was in America at the time on vacation. Mm -hmm. So when I came back to Calgary in Canada, uh, I went to the doctors. Um, we did the blood test, the Western blood. They said everything was fine. I showed one marker for, for a line. I guess that wasn't enough. And they didn't uh, acknowledge my symptoms, but they did say maybe I had Parkinson's disease or I was menopausal at the time I would have been. <laughs> Sorry to laugh, that's 40s. ridiculous. Yeah. I can't hear you. That just blew me away that the doctor would actually suggest, oh, it's just menopause. I mean, that's like oh, man. medicine out of the 50s. 
That's so funny that you think that because I had similar things like um, anxiety was a huge initial symptom for me. And I did not have a history of anxiety. I did not have a history of mental illness. And I was having panic attacks. And they said, well, you're clearly just a hormonal woman who's overstressed. And it wasn't one doctor who said this. This was multiple doctors over years that said this. So like, I just, this is a kind of like really painful reality of women that this is a very common, oh, you're hormonal. Oh, you're emotional. Like So when I got started in acupuncture 30 years ago, we kind of, I mean, we we joked about it a little bit with doctors, and I thought I thought medicine had moved on from that nonsense. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, dear, you know, you'll you'll feel better once you start your period. Okay, dear, you'll feel better once you have a baby. Okay, dear, you'll feel better, you know, once we remove all your organs. Okay, dear, you know, it must be all in your head. It's, it's just, kind of so upsetting how much it still is there. Like the I way it's presented it. is slightly different. Like, you know, we're not told to go put our dresses on and go back to the kitchen, but we're not really like that far past that, which is really crazy. So, wow. Yeah, this, this is kind of painful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we go from menopause or being stressed out to yes. possibly Parkinson's, Parkinson's and, yeah, yeah. and a list of other things in between. Yeah. And how long did it take for you to get properly diagnosed? Um, it, it certainly wasn't with the help of Western medicine. Uh, it was through my own research and the research of my husband and just connecting the dots and saying, which was a rash, essentially, which was a rash. Um, I sought out a Lyme literate um, doctor. She's a naturopath in Calgary. I was very fortunate. Um, she had had Lyme disease um, earlier in her life mm -hmm. and she has has now dedicated her life to to treating Lyme. so nine months later by that time I didn't even recognize myself I wasn't working I wasn't able to drive um, and she put me on the Nutramedics protocol very similar to the Calden protocol I guess mm -hmm. yep um, yeah and and I did Nutramedics uh, tinctures and Chinese medicine and supplements and I was supervised by her the whole step of the way, which was a good two years of um, strengthening my immune system, uh, getting rid of a lot of the bacteria, a lot of detoxification techniques. And then after about two years, we started pulsing. So I started pulsing with the different tinctures. Mm -hmm. um, and then I would say about four months into pulsing, my symptoms each time I pulsed got less and less. I felt less and less unwell every time I pulsed. And then I had no symptoms. And that's when we stopped the tinctures, but I still focused on diet, exercise, my lifestyle um, sure. changed and I maintain it today. So I'm about five years um, healed. I don't, I don't call it remission. Because I feel that every time I pulsed, I could feel uh, the die-off. I could mm -hmm. acknowledge the die-off. And so I've been symptom-free for, for close to five years. But I'm still very careful with diet. Yeah. Yes. I, I, I have a, a very strict diet, no artificial sugars at all. Um, but I'm better for it. You know, I'm better for it. I'm yes. healthier for it. Yes. So um, as I go into my kind of later years, into my retirement years, 
I'm in a better position than I was before I had Lyme. And I strongly feel that I do. I so do. It, it wasn't, we can clearly at this point rule out menopause as the cause of your symptoms. I think so. <laughs> and, 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 and the, you know. I think I'm so funny. <laughs> well, women might disagree, but yes. <laughs> The, par the Parkinson's disease. Yeah. Well, hang, hang on, hang on there for a second. I'm, I'm not, I'm agreeing with you guys. I'm not disagreeing <laughs> with you guys. Yeah, but we can doctors. make fun of it. You can't, right? Like, <laughs> no, no, we'll, we'll, we'll let you in. We'll let I you claim in. my right as an <laughs> alternative health practitioner to laugh there at you doctors. Go. There you go. You know, I, I, I get it. Um, the brain fog, yep. the loss of memory. I, you know, I, I, I get it, but. Western medicine failed me a hundred percent. I yes. was this menopausal, hysterical woman that all her life had been healthy, uh, never been to a emergency room before, but calling 911 because I thought I was having a heart attack. I was meant to feel like I was um, just mental. beyond help. Yeah, yes. mental. Yep. Um, business professional, my history. So all you non-British people, mental means crazy across the pond. So we're, we're using her language. <laughs> History speaks for itself. Um, but, you know, you take, you take control and you say, no, something is wrong and my life is worthy. And so I was lucky to find someone um, that could help me. Yeah, financially, you have to to pay for that, which is a shame. But the herbal protocol worked for me and I'm grateful for it. Now, one technical question, during the pulsing, what was the, the uh, periodicity of it? What was the timing of it? Yes, yeah, so I would, so Cemento and Banderol were the tinctures that I started off with until I reached that maximum that you have to reach. Yep. And then I waited for about three to four months because mentally, I had to understand what was going to happen when I post and I needed to prepare myself to feel unwell again, right. possibly. So we came off tinctures for 48 hours mm -hmm. and then I hit it with two more sets of tinctures. So each time the Nutramedic tinctures were different. Okay. I would stay on them for, for two weeks at a certain mm -hmm. uh, a dose then I would go off again for 48 hours. Okay, then so I would just hit for it a for short, time. short period of time. Yeah, people, short period of time. Yeah, people have different ideas about that. So I'm just curious yeah. about what you did. And then my yeah. last. So, Lauren, what are your ideas of pulsing? I see your head nodding and bobbing. And... I think she just got a really, really good doctor. Like, um, I think one of the things that I really struggle with is even Cowden himself, the inventor of Nutramedics says that once you feel better, continue for two months. But the problem is that I see people say, good, I'm done. And we don't talk about that cyst form. We don't talk about that stuff lingering in the bone tissue and the stuff that's not as accessible. So this idea of pulsing is so solid, like endorsed by Gemtech, endorsed by a lot of leading LMDs in different categories. But I feel like pulsing is just so important that she's, you know, it's a life journey. It's not a, I'm done, you know? So I just think that's fantastic. And I see people that, integrate herbals long-term in a pulse or, or whatever. I forgot for two months and then I jump back on it. Doesn't matter, but they understand that they still have to be actively making sure that they're cleansing the body. So I think 
that's gold. <laughs> awesome. That's a question for you. What did you do to keep mentally strong? Is that something that you had just developed yeah. in your work life or did you have support? You know, I did have support. I absolutely did. But the support was from my family. And I think unless you physically walked a path, it's very, very difficult for them to know exactly. So you have to do this yourself. You have to mentally get in gear. You have to know that this is this requires patience, endurance. And the only way I could do it was to tell myself I was at war and there was an enemy that was going to take my life. And so I had to be better. I had to understand how Lyme um, survived and how it multiplied. And I had to cut off an energy source. And I also had to adopt detoxification methods that I knew were going to destroy it. That's why I did saunas. I did rife machines. Uh, I did everything I could from every angle. I hid it because I knew I was weakening the energy source of the line. Same, same way it was weakening my energy source, I decided to weaken its energy source. And I did over time. I didn't give it the option to take a breath uh, and regenerate. I just kept hitting it. And yes, I felt awful, but it was a good awful. I knew it was the die off. And that's when I got a sauna. And that's when I was able to control the detox. So I didn't feel terrible all the time. It, there was a balance sure. because I had to be I had to be sympathetic to my body, but I knew what my body could take. And it was just for that period of time in my life. And then I knew I was going to be okay. It was for just, just now. It was yes. for just now. And it was mental. It was all mental. Yes. It was so now all that, mental. Now that you're feeling better, what are your plans? Yeah. Well, you know, um, I've been better five years. And um, I still work. I work remotely. Uh, but my life's totally different. Um, I'm in a beautiful country. I'm more with nature, which is a healer. Yes. I have less stress in my life. And I'm not saying there's not a place for Western medicine. There is. But I stay away from it. Um, I dictate what happens to my body. I take care of myself. Um, there are alternatives. Um, and, you know, I just live life. I, I help other sufferers if I can. Some I know I can't. But um, I'm somebody that has recovered. Um, I'm somebody that um, can offer support. And like I said, I can help if I help one person and that person helps one person. Yes. Then having Lyme was worth it, was worth it. Because I don't want anybody to go through what I went through. You you don't want that for other people. So that's what I do. You know, I do a, a bit of everything, but I'm always going to be connected to Lyme. It changed my life. And I found the positive in my experience. Or else I wouldn't be speaking to you today because it was a very dark time. Um and you have to work so hard to get out of it. It's it's a solitary place. 
you've got to dig deep, but you can do it. You can. And like I say, it's just for now. It's not forever. It's not forever. And so, you know, keep advancing forward. Keep advancing forward. That's what I do. Vivian, thank you so much for sharing your story. Oh, you're so welcome. I'm so grateful that you reached out. I'm so grateful. Thank you. I like her. <laughs> isn't, she, isn't she lovely? She is. She is like a powerhouse, but not in the like, you know, we're going to destroy cities. We're going to destroy cities like nicely and in a way that makes sense. Like, I really like that. <laughs> exactly. And I, I specifically ask that question about mindset at the end, because the other thing that's find fascinating and so inspiring speaking to these people who've been through Lyme and are willing to share their stories, they all draw some positive out of this misery that they've been through. And she said it was dark. And a lot of times people use dark as a euphemism from um, a feeling suicidal. So, and you know, but to, to reach back and to say, you know what, that that doesn't define me. It's part of who I am. It's part of my history. And it contributed to me and made me who I am and a better person. And I'm stronger for it. And, and literally stronger, right? She was saying how much healthier she has been since the experience, changing her lifestyle. And I think that's a huge reflection of a lot of people is saying, you know, I might not have been the best to my body that got me here, you know, it yes, the, the disease was a trigger, but maybe I've been doing some stuff that might not be conducive to healing before that. <laughs> and the other thing is she mentioned Nutramedics and the Cowden Protocol. Now, have you done the Cowden Protocol? I've done it a couple times. I have not personally done it, um, but uh, Lime Warrior does have a discount code for it for anybody who wants to try it. It's just Lime Warrior and that will get you a discount code. Um, I love that protocol though. I have done something that's very similar overlapping in herbals, but I work one-on-one -on -one with an herbalist, so it's a little more customized, but man, that protocol has lasted through time, right? Like this has been around for decades at this point as a staple. So I have nothing but good things to say. <laughs> it, it covers all the bases from detox through co-infections, through opportunistic viral infections. I mean, just the, the whole gamut. That's and, what I love. A little yeah. parasite, a little mold, a little virus. It gives you such a nice span that I think is really, really important if you don't know everything that's inside you. <laughs> yeah, and it, it won't break the bank. It's not cheap, but it's not crazy expensive either. It's like, you know, you yeah. can have a bake sale or pancake breakfast and pay for a month of it, so. Well, and if you're super sensitive like me, like one drop will do you. Like, you know, uh, some of those tinctures, they're like, oh, it'll last you a month. I'm like, well, I'm six months in and I'm still at one drop a day, still you know? Month, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that's the other beautiful thing is being able to titrate by a drop yeah. rather than capsule. Having open a capsule is also. I am uh, such an advocate of, you know, some people are like one drop puts me on my butt. And I was like, okay, put it in a glass of water and split that a, drop. Like, have a sip, right. Yeah, I've been there. So if you're like that, no shame. Like sometimes that's where you are. <laughs> so as a reminder, please visit LimeWarriors.us. Is it plural or singular? Do I have it wrong? Singular, singular. Oh, you went wild. Wait a minute. Just LimeWarrior. Sending just people about to the wrong you. Place. Wait, we can actually <laughs> fix it on the fly. There we go. Hang on. 
And same for the code. No problem. There we go. Just hey. <laughs> and so the code for the, the the discount, if you go to the Nutramedics website, is that how you get the? the yeah, code? just go to the regular Nutramedics website and as an ongoing code, Lime Warrior, it's off everything. If you want to do full protocols, you want to do individual tinctures, there's some really great targeted tinctures that they just released for infections. So like those are pretty neat. <laughs> cool. Thanks for sharing. And also I do want to mention real quickly that we do have the Primal Trust program going on at LimeWarrior.us and recommend that to get your mindset right, to get strong, especially if you don't have that family support and you're looking at ways to kind of stay strong and to win them over to your side. Something like Primal Trust can really put the ducks in a row for you. Put, put the strength back in the human. <laughs> put the strength back in the human. And your ducks if you have them in a row. If you don't have yeah. ducks, maybe your bees. If you don't have or, ducks, maybe you should get ducks. Or you're like Lauren and you have <laughs> ducks and chickens and llamas. And what else do you have on your farm? You got everything. Oh, it's a shorter list to say what we don't have, right? Like, so I'm just saying maybe you should get some ducks for those bees and those cows. <laughs> we had a couple ducks. We had some, some something. We think a weasel got after him and just anyway. Wow. It was, it was Never mind. No more ducks for you. <laughs> We like ducks. Just your emotional ducks in a row. How's that? Emotional ducks. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Anyway, before we spend the rest of the time talking about farm animals and life on the farm here, thank you all for joining us. We know you have a lot of choices out there to listen to, and we appreciate you spending time with us. And we'll see you in another week with another inspiring story about getting well even after coming down with Lyme disease. It can be done. The world needs you and your gifts, and we got to get you back on track, back out there, feeling good and spreading the message of hope. So we'll see you all next week. Ninja Radio is a purely public broadcast and is not intended to be personalized medical advice for any individual's specific situation. Each individual's medical situation is unique and Lime Ninja Radio should not be relied upon and or considered as personalized medical advice. Lime Ninja Radio is not licensed to render medical advice and should be considered simply the public opinion of Lime Ninja Radio and its guests. Recommendations on specific treatment options are not intended to address any listener's particular medical situation. As always, contact your physician before considering any new treatment.